Feeling depressed? Feeling lost? Feeling hopeless? Looking for something to get you out of bed in the morning? Try, Try. getting a job. I'm sorry, that was a sick burn. That wasn't intentional. I feel bad about bringing it up now just because you don't have a job. I gotta be honest, the job didn't help. Yeah. With the getting up in the morning. So try quitting your job. One or the other. This has been a public service announcement. Dumber than usual. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Tim to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me as ever is Catherine Corporation, a represented here by Catherine Cokert. Hi, it's good to be here on behalf of my organization. Yeah, how's uh how's business these days? Business is as is expected, and that's all I'm legally allowed to say. That's fair. Moving on. Today's topic. <laughs> we're talking about uh, uh we're touching, touching, uh both on our Potent Potables uh, series, um, but without the potent. You ever, you ever watch Jeopardy? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, no. Let's just move on. That was a topic. It's always about alcohol. Anyway. Oh, okay. Potent, strong, potables, drinkable. Okay. Bam. Yeah. Ken Jennings. Um, and also a little bit on cooking because Wait it, is, name it, is dropped a, him. it is a food and a drink. He is a person I'm aware of, and <laughs> I am just saying that right now. Also, Jay-Z, Barack Obama. Um, <laughs> Mr. Name Dropper over here. And well, look at you dropping Mr. Name Dropper. I mean, gosh, <laughs> I, wish, I, wish, I wish I knew him. The, the most venerated of me. celebrities. Yeah, well, look, look at all the people he knows. <laughs> We're talking about tea. Catherine, um, I think we should have some, uh, let's have a little bit of tea. Uh, what, what, what kind should you have? Open the tea chest. Okay, in my tea chest, which is a tea cabinet. I don't know what you actually have. I actually have a small chest. Oh, that's adorable. You're so yeah, it's really cute. cute. You're like a I tiny know. old lady. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the goal. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to have some Earl Grey because that's my favorite kind of tea. Oh, that is your favorite. That's right. Yeah. So Way to do, remember, you know jerk. What? What? No, 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 it's okay. I'm not oh, mad at all. Come on. You know me. <laughs> yeah, you're, d- you're done with um, Earl Grey tea. Yeah, so I'm going to have some Earl Grey tea. What are you going to have? I, uh, I generally uh, tend towards a green tea. That's true. I, you I, do I, I always like, like green teas. Soothing influence. You know how I ended up drinking a lot of green tea? Uh, how? Uh, I got really into those Arizona green teas which are sugar water. Really? Is this a true story? <laughs> this is a true story, yeah. This was like, I don't know, eighth grade or something. Wow. Grade. Um, my mom like brought one home and I was like, this is so good because you know, it's sugar water. Right. Um, it is a soda. It, it tastes how I imagine nectar tastes to hummingbirds, you know? <laughs> and uh, uh, there were a number of problems with the Arizona green tea. One is that it is calorific and two is that it is stupendously expensive 
I mean, compared to sugar water. And it comes in those giant cans. That's like too much tea for me. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that it comes in like... It, it's the only... You know what it's like? It's like when you get the milkshake mm-hmm. um, and it has some extra in the can. And at first you're really excited because there's the can. And you finish everything that was in the glass. And you're yep. like, all right, get some more. And you pour out the can. And it turns out you only really wanted like half of what was in the can. At least that's always my experience. Oh, and yeah. Every time. It's very similar with the Arizona. It's it's this feeling that's just like, wait, how can there be one quarter of this can left? I'm done. I don't actually need 20 ounces. It's too much. Too much. Mm-hmm. Too Especially much, Arizona. Chill out. Too much. Yeah. Let's uh, take 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 your cue from New Mexico. You never hear anything about them. Nope. That's just, how I like it. Santa Fe style salsas, and that's about the only thing from New Mexico. San Antonio is in New Mexico, right? No, it's in Texas. Oh, okay. That's what I love about New Mexico. So quiet. So soothing. So, um, yeah. And then so what I started doing was, uh, it's it's not that they're expensive. It's that they're expensive compared to what it should cost for those ingredients. And so I started uh, making my own tea and then just adding a ton of honey. Okay. And uh, slowly ramped down the honey until it was just tea. And now I drink tea all the time. Aw. Yeah. That's a good story. Sort of. I think so. Um, it was very enlightening. I had no idea that you had, like, an Arizona green tea phase. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I still, en- well, no, I don't even think I still enjoy it. I did still enjoy it for a long time, if, if it's real cold. But now I feel like I drink it and I just, like, get that, like, stickiness in my mouth. Ugh. I don't yeah. know. I got ah, old. Ah. I remember when I was a kid, young people, or young people, um, old people. Boy, when I was a kid and those three-year-olds would be like, hey, what are you doing? I, when I was a kid, older people would tell me that something was too sweet for them. You know, oh, I can't drink Coke. It's just mm-hmm. too sweet. Mm-hmm. And I did not understand what they were talking about. I was I like, had the same thing. What yeah. do you mean? <laughs> You're trying to say this thing is too good because sweet is a synonym for good. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's amazing how your your palate's just like, you're an idiot one day. <laughs> it snapped me, snapped me straight. It's just like, hey, 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 this is all getting a little out of control. Do you want to be made of down. canker sores? Chill out. Do are canker sores related to sugar? They are. Isn't that fascinating? I had yes. no idea. Tell me more. Do you know any more about this? So, okay, uh, let's say you have uh, something like... The really bad thing is like a pixie stick because the powder acts as an irritant and then you have a lot of sugar which bacteria love to chomp on so you Mm -hmm. get you like irritate a part of your mouth and then so if there's any like crevice for bacteria to grow in they can grow in it and grow in it and then it's like a little mini infection that you have to fight over a couple of days Mm. and that's a canker sore it's it's sort of just a uh, it's an inflammation due to way too much bacteria because you ate pixie sticks. Cause yeah, you gave your, the bacteria in your mouth like a ton of food. Yeah, you know it's kind of crazy actually that this sort of thing doesn't happen. Like I feel like mouths should go wrong more often. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yeah. it seem like it? It's like if you left any other place consistently sort of damp and then just sort of like dropped bits of food and didn't quite clean up all the way. Yeah. All the time, it would just be it would be the grossest, and yet. Here I am trying to kiss girls. And there are so many like parts and crevices and stuff and Yeah, it's very difficult to clean. Espresso machines are easier to clean and yet still get dirtier. I mean let's get serious. They're only built to last like what, twenty, thirty years? Something like that, yeah. That's why we get dentures, which are the uh the mouth equivalent of bionics. 
<laughs> I'm actually really looking forward to having dentures one day. Oh, it'll be great. Don't I'm tell really anybody I said that on this podcast. <laughs> it'll just be between me, you, and the podcast. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I don't really like brushing my teeth. Like, obviously I do, because it would be, oh, so gross not to. But um, I don't think I ever got over the sort of childhood hatred of that. Like, the bedtime routine, not a fan oh. of. Uh, why do we have to do it? Why can't I just curl up on the floor and be asleep? <laughs> because your mouth will be a cesspool of awful. <sighs> That's why. It makes perfect sense. But I don't wanna! <laughs> exactly! <laughs> you tell that to me now, that's fine, but try to tell that to Sleepy Tim. <laughs> nope. Mm -mm. I'm just gonna fall asleep on this couch while reruns of Seinfeld play on the television. Oh, that sounds relaxing. Oh, we should do that now. Um, <laughs> but dentures sound great because you just drop it into a glass, and then, as I understand from commercials I saw during daytime television, you <laughs> drop some tablet into the glass of water, and it scrubs it overnight. Boom. Boom. So now, now we're Maybe done. some mouthwash in the morning. You're done. Yeah. Give it a quick, like, that's, that's the noise of cleaning. Um, we'll be back in a moment talking about, do you remember? Tea. Huh. Go figure. <laughs> Talking about tea. 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 You always say tea weird. Why do you keep saying tea weird? It's one of those words that's so short that if you don't emphasize it some way, it, it's almost like it didn't happen. It's a, it's a wisp of a word. A wisp of a word? A word. Yeah, it's, it's like a Dr. Seuss creature. <laughs> you, know, you never read the book? Uh, uh, whispered words from Warrington? No. No? I've never read that one. Tell me about it. Really? So. Give me a plot a synopsis. Called, yeah. There's a, a town called Huerenton. Okay. And uh, it's, it's a town of, of shouters, as it were. They all have the, the huge mouths. Um, <laughs> oh, they sound They're almost cute. shaped like uh, uh, tuba mouths, you know, like Aww. big and round. Yeah. And they go, wah, 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 wah. Like Peanuts it's, Parents? It's a little like Peanuts Parents. A little bassier little meaner okay you know yeah and there's this one little boy who whispers um uh with a uh he has a flute-like mouth right um, that's not whispering that's whistling yeah, well in the dr seuss world they're very similar okay also it's, it's a very quiet whistle is the other thing okay yeah i see yeah, and uh, you know, at first his parents don't accept him, and then they're like, "Oh, never mind, it's super cool." And then uh, they actually um, perform the eighteen twelve overture. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I saw that musical. Mm-hmm. It's it's oh man, when they brought it to Broadway, it just came to life. Susical <laughs> the musical, uh, but with tubas. I think was the name of it. Yeah, the the musical. All right, so T. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do you know about Earl Grey tea? It's a, uh, 
Do you know the name of the herb it is flavored with? Uh, ooh. Oh, I always forget. Well, I it's not Ceylon. It's no. that other one, uh, bergamot. Bergamot, exactly. It's that weird flavor that apparently is only in tea. Like, what? The only other thing that I've ever seen it in is, like, artisanal ice creams. Yeah, which is going to be tea-flavored. Mm-hmm. I, it's just odd, right? Like, is why odd. is this herb not more prolific? Yeah, I mean, I, I love it, but I don't know. I think it might be a little divisive. Hmm, like uh, cilantro. Yeah, but not because it, not for genetic reasons, just for preference reasons. Like, it tastes the same to sure, all of us. You're arguing uh, that uh, bergamot preference is a, is a matter of uh, nurture. Nurture, not whereas, nature. Yeah. Well, essentially, yeah, because cilantro actually tastes different to some people. Hmm, soapy even. Yeah. Right. Whereas you, you I don't think, think that's bergamot the case? probably tastes pretty much the same to all of us. It's just... So what accounts for this taste? Uh, it's, it's a little weird, which, I mean, I like weird-tasting things, so... Oh, yeah? What are some other weird-tasting things you like? Uh, tomato juice. <laughs> mm, I wouldn't say that's weird-tasting. I feel like it's just so bold. You know, mm. it's, it's, it's like tomatoes, but underlined over and over. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think of anything, but I am known for having a weird palate. Oh, really? Yeah, I always eat weird stuff. Even when you were, even when you were young? Yeah. Were you, uh... Yeah, I think it started when I was young. My mom always encouraged me to eat adventurously. Hmm, but that backfires with most children. She was, uh, she had a different approach to it. She would shame me into eating adventurously, (laughs) I would say. The way she puts it, she's like, oh, I I would just uh, make it seem uncool to not eat adventurously. You know, so... She was she was the master of what is cool and what's not cool. Yeah, she was actually. To really, like uh, five to thirteen year old Catherine. They say that it goes in phases. It's um, all right. I'm gonna botch this, so so hold on tight as I botch it. Okay. But basically, children at first don't recognize that their parents are people different than them, distinct from them. Yes. And then their parents become like the end-all be-all. They just want to be like their parents. Mm-hmm. And that's up until, I want to say, like six or seven. Okay. And then they find someone socially to connect to. They like pick somebody who they're just like, my friend Brad is the best. Okay. And their parents are like this other thing that they have to deal with. Right. Um, and then... If, if you'll come along with me as I make up the rest, uh, okay. they swing back to their parents around 12, and then they uh, hate their parents until uh, roughly age 35, or at least I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> I love my parents. Yeah, they're all right. I mean, I, I love your parents, too, but... We all love my parents. Yeah, I think... Isn't that... Uh, like, the Father's and Mother's Day... Those are your father and mother, right? Yeah. Because that's who I've been sending the cards to. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I can't even get a card into them. It's just they're just swamped. It's Bedlam over there. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the Bellingham post office is just Bellingham. Sometimes wherever. it's Sedona. It's <laughs> Talking about parents. Catherine's parents. Talking about my parents and how great they are. That's, in- um, hmm. You brought up Ceylon earlier. Do you know what Ceylon is? It's another type of tea. Yeah, it's named after a region, though, which is, oh, is it sort is. of like, yeah, it's where we get into like, it's in uh, Southeast India. 
Okay. Pretty sure. Okay. Um, but it's where we get into this sort of like bergamot is a flavoring. Like Earl Grey is flavored yes. black tea, and then yes. you sort of can delve into the deeper. Uh, if 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 Earl Grey is a mochaccino, then Ceylon versus say Assam tea. That's like the people who are uh, deciding which coffees are taste better or not. You know, like well, Starbucks coffee isn't as good as McDonald's coffee. Are you saying all Earl Greys are pretty much equal? No, I'm not. Uh, okay. Not just like all mochaccinos are not equal. I Let's say mochas. I don't know. I, I'm not a coffee drinker, so I can't really relate to this analogy. Mm, okay. Um, what's something that you could relate to? Pick anything. I'll make uh, it work. Pokemon. Okay. So, it's like. Um, it's like how liking Pikachu is right. like. You know, you're really into this one Pikachu over here. You're, right. you know, Pikachu is great because he's a branded character. Sure. And so you, you understand all that. And okay. so, um, whereas, say, all Onyxes, or uh, let's go with Blastoises. Um, all Blastoises are, uh, you, might, you might be able to detect subtle nuances between the difference, but I'm not sure this is Depending working. Depending on what region okay of the this? map they're from. Exactly. Are they from your Cinnabar Island, which is, you know, going to be a little more fiery, mm -hmm. or is it perhaps from uh, Celadon City? Mm. Um, I don't know. What was the name of the town that the water Pokemon? I never were in? played Pokemon. I just watched the, what? the show. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have uh, Game Boys or video games, so I bought Pokemon. a Game Boy specifically for Pokemon. I was so excited for this game, and I to this day I don't know why, because it like I wasn't into games or not video game or. I didn't have a Game Boy, and, and and I got so pumped for this thing. Like somehow the marketing got inside my head that I bought a Game Boy to have this. There was game. a lot was of marketing. Oh man, I want it so bad. But you you were just like, you know what? The marketing is good enough for me. I don't need the game. No, it wasn't that at all. I totally wanted one, but my parents would not hear of it. Mm, so you had no video games. No video. Up. Well, I had a lot of computer games. I had enough computer mm. games to make up for both. Why is it that that is different than regular video games? I love my parents. They're cool. <laughs> Talking about Catherine's, Catherine's parents. parents. That's why I, uh, I'm, I'm working on my card to them as we speak. They've been waiting for it for a while now. Oh, I know. They're so mad at me. It's okay. Ooh. They still love you. Oh, uh, that's good to hear. I just need a little reassurance. <laughs> I'll leave this nest someday. <laughs> so, um, right, but you get what I'm saying about, like, you could flavor any, um, any kind of black tea with bergamot to make it effectively Earl Grey. Right. Yes? Yeah. Whereas, it's sort of a, a, one is a superset of the other, but I'm not sure which way. So, you could flavor a Ceylon tea with bergamot, you could flavor a Somme tea with bergamot. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So they're like, uh, ba ba ba. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. That's interesting. Okay. This, but I this, see what you're saying. A, <laughs> oh, good. Because this is a very easy thing for us not to have come up with a good metaphor by now. Yeah. F it feels pretty straightforward, but well, I don't know. Well, I was thinking about wine, and it doesn't seem like wine is that way because, like, wine is pretty much regional. Well, you don't flavor wine. That's the big difference. That's true. No, well, some wines yeah. you do flavor. Oh, like what? Uh, I've seen a lot of wines in like 
in Costco. <laughs> uh, oh, the Choco Vine? <laughs> no. But uh, with like, uh, they'll say, they'll describe it as with notes of cherry or notes of blackberry mm. or something like that. Um, I think it's because a few years ago, which is the wines from a few years ago are just leaving the casks right now. We had like mm-hmm. a nasty, nasty uh, summer winter, like grape growing season. Did you just say summer winter? Is that summer like winter? the name of a season I up mean there in spring. Seattle? I spring. <laughs> or do I mean fall? <laughs> that would. Uh, I was hmm. just trying to cover up the fact that I don't know which season grapes grow in. <laughs> well, okay. So it was a really difficult. <clears throat> and, uh, grape uh, growing season. And yeah. like there was really, really bad weather. And so I think that maybe like the grapes were so nasty that they started adding other stuff to sort of help temper that. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I could see theory. that happening. Although generally notes of cherry or something is it doesn't mean additives. It just means like uh, when tasters tasted it, they get they said, hmm, tastes a little like horse hair or <laughs> that's a that's a real tasting note. Really? <laughs> horse hair. Yeah. Uh, leather. Um, what are some other good ones? Dirt. Uh, stuff like that. Interesting. But yeah, I wouldn't put it past them to add add something. Maybe doesn't yeah. seem impossible. Yeah. It would still ferment. Yeah, exactly. At any rate, we'll be back in a moment after a word from our sponsor. on the Doom to Fail podcast. All right, let's go to this. We're going to start. Do you want to start at most caffeine or least caffeine? Uh, least caffeine. Let's go up. Okay. So, basement level. We got your herbal teas. Right. They're not actually from the tea plant, which is Camilla... Cam, Camilla... Sinasis? Okay. Which is a Latin word. <laughs> it's a very specific species that is the tea plant where the leaves come from. Okay. Herbal teas, not that. So your peppermints, your chamomile, your um, lemongrass. You know any other herbal teas? Uh, Sleepy time. Sleepy time. Exactly. No caffeine. That's why it puts you to sleep. Mm -hmm. Because a lack of caffeine is Mm. the same as an tranquilizer. (laughs) Next, you've got your white teas. Now, everything from here on out is from the tea plant. Okay. Oh, there's, a, there's also, a, but in, in herbals, we ought to mention the honey bush, which has the greatest name. And that's a, um, sometimes they call it red tea, and that's from Africa. And, oh, uh, the rooibos. The rooibos plant. Well, you say rooibos, but But it has uh, caffeine in it. Does it? I'm pretty I sure it's, it's... it has a little bit of caffeine. It may have just a little bit of caffeine. Just a little bit of caffeine. <laughs> But it does not compare it to white tea, which is a monster of caffeine compared to it, and uh, basically a lightweight compared to all other teas. Uh, just trying to remember what they do with white tea. <laughs> so with white tea, what you do, roughly, it's it's you pick the plant, the leaves while they're young, and I think there's like steaming. I'm pretty sure you have to steam plant tea leaves in order to, turn, to process them. 
and then they dry them out and uh there you go there's your white tea it's a very delicate flavor and uh i don't mm-hmm. know who drinks white tea do you drink white tea yeah i got a big white tea phase oh yeah i feel like the didn't didn't the society have a big white tea phase yeah i started it <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good of you yeah you're welcome everybody <laughs> Next, we have uh, your green teas. Green teas are very, very minimally oxidized. But if I'm remembering this right, they are picked at uh, at full tea or full leaf growth. Um, but they they are slightly oxidized, and so they have a little more caffeine than white tea. But also lots of antioxidants, which are good, mm-hmm. right? Yes. You dig those? Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, me. the thing about antioxidants is they're in like practically everything (laughs) well i mean there's a lot of things that are in practically everything but i uh, yeah i just don't don't think the antioxidant craze like makes any sense do you do you understand what the uh like what's good about them yeah yeah i did a a project on them in college actually tell me more it was uh antioxidants what's the big deal um (laughs) they what they do is they uh, stop. Okay, so in your body you have like a free radical reaction. So essentially, That's it's insulting. an atom that uh, has an unpaired electron. Okay. So as we know, electrons uh, love electrons to hang like out to in pair pairs. Yeah. yeah. So if it's missing its buddy, it's like, holy crap! I have to find a buddy. So it will do whatever it can to push and pull it up from another like mm. ele- another atom and so it starts a chain reaction right because that like makes a, a radical and at and et cetera et cetera et cetera so an antioxidant okay. will stop that reaction oh why is that reaction bad uh apparently it has been linked to um like causing aging like it, any re- like a little bit of free radical reaction is good but it's it can quickly get out of hand because oh, it's a chain reaction wrinkles, yeah and so it has been linked to like aging and stuff and things that make mm. you look older or feel older or all that. Um, so essentially an antioxidant will stop that process from happening mm. as much. But you do need it to happen a little bit or else you'd be in trouble. So, I mean, it's, it's everything in a moderation. And honestly, antioxidants are if you eat a balanced diet, then you don't have to worry about eating extra antioxidants because they're in there. That's fair. Yeah. Um. But this doesn't help my extreme stark terror at aging. (laughs) I mean, yeah, the thing is, like, nothing is going to stop that, so shut your mouth. Not even, like, a special gum? Special gum? (laughs) I I was really convinced about this gum idea. Oh, man. All right, I'm going to have to return all of this um, flexi trim. You know, all that gum. Um... Green tea also does have vitamin C in it, though, so that's good too. Which is an antioxidant. Oh yeah, I, th- I think I don't know. I, I wonder if the antioxidant that is claimed to be so great in green tea is just vitamin C. I don't think that's the case. No, I think there's other stuff too. Yeah. So moving on up the chain, you've got your your blue green, your oolong, your Chinese tea, whatever you want to call it. Did you say blue green? Yeah. Blue green tea. I've never heard of blue green tea. It's the same as oolong tea. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. Why is it called blue-green? I think the leaf, depending on the, the, the uh, quality of it, sometimes mm-hmm. looks blue-green. And that's because it's uh, partially oxidized. Oh, okay. 
and so uh, the next one we'll see is black tea, uh, and that is fully oxidized. Um, oh, this is where I have a question. Okay. Black tea comes from the same plant than green tea, that green tea comes from. Yes, and white tea and uh, blue-green tea. They're all the same plant. That is surprising to me. Why do they taste so different then? Oh, it's because of the level of oxidation. So this is all about post-processing. Very oh, much okay. like uh, ages ago in our um, hard liquor sipped neat episode, we, we discovered that, you know, there's differences slightly depending on where stuff is grown there. Right. But mostly you control how your hard liquor tastes via processing. And tea is very much the same way. Um, there's definitely differences, but uh, as far as the sort of very bold uh, uh, divisions, green tea, black tea, etc., that's about processing. And huh. then you sort of zoom in from there to say, is it an Assam or a Ceylon or what have you? Both kinds of black tea, okay. generally. Um, I think they grow more black tea in like India. I'm not positive on that. And then green tea seems to be more like a Chinese thing. Oh, more fun facts. Um, so green tea is like the traditional way to drink it going back thousands of years, right. you know, through the, the Chinese dynasties. Right. And then when Britain opened up trade with China, this is like uh, 1600s-ish? Around the Black Plague. Something like that. I, I leave it to the, uh, to the researchers of history to fact check us. <laughs> um, but... They, they got like really into this tea. They were like, tea is super exotic. I love things from far away. Spices are already great. We know that. Let's get some tea. So they're trading with the Chinese and they're like, okay, we got to get this tea. But the problem is it can't survive the trip all the way to England on like a moldy boat. And oh, so okay. what they do is they oxidize the tea. Oh, um, and that's how it turned into black tea. Mm-hmm, because it's oxidized. So it's already sort of reacted and thus black tea. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Did you know that coffee was the um, the sort of drink of choice of the Enlightenment period, right? Okay. So we we discover that we don't really want to just be drinking wine and beer all the time. The the <laughs> only other two ways to be sure that your your water is clean. Um, and uh, around the same time, religious restrictions loosen up, and people start meeting in these coffee houses, and they discuss things and the the industrial revolution happens and there's all this business and all that except in england it started as coffee and then the british crown was so proud of these shipments of tea that they were getting from china the that colonialism they, oh man go colonialism <laughs> i love this idea you know you know that phrase the sun never sets on the british empire yes i love this idea that someone was going for that <laughs> like, you know how, like, you'll be playing a video game and you're, like, pretty good at it, so you sometimes will set your own, like, yeah. goal? You're like, no, nah, I'm going to do this without getting, you know, taking any damage. I think, I think like, there were British monarchs doing that. They're just like, <laughs> all right, so we control India, we control the Americas, whatever. Let's just, I bet we can do it that the sun never sets. Let's get a guy <laughs> to figure this out. We're going to get the Cook Islands, because it's all that's missing. <laughs> um, so the queen, queen, king? Ah, whoever was in charge at that time, like, started having tea to, like, show off how far away their stuff was. And so tea became this super posh thing to drink. And so it became, like, this um, thing everybody wanted. And at the time, it was crazy expensive um, because it was coming all the way from China. But in time, oh, and this is, this is going to be the fact checker in the future is going to have to check me on this. But I'm pretty sure uh, the way Britain got around that was they controlled India at the time. And they basically like smuggled a tea plant out of china 
and figured out how to plant it in India, oh, which is okay. why we get all kinds of black tea, your Ceylons, huh. your Assams, from India. It's because they've been sort of treated to grow really good black tea because they were really serving it to England, where it eventually got super dirt cheap and became the thing people drank in factories during the Industrial Revolution to stay awake. Okay. And thus, well, yeah. tea is the British drink. Okay. Going on. That's interesting. Okay, I have one last question before we call it a day. All right. I'm glad I got all that in. Yeah, you got the, all that in. That was really impressive. Um, chai tea. Is that black tea? And was there no chai tea before that happened? Yeah, most likely. I don't, I don't really know. Um, I mean, I know chai tea, the sort of traditional recipe. I mean, it's basically just, I, I think chai might just mean spice. I might be off on that. Okay, so it's just like a mix of uh, Indian spices? Yeah, I've been making it a lot lately because um, a, a guy I used to work with at work brought in some chai tea one day and he explained that like no no this is like the thing you do in india is you sort of drink this all day because it's got it's like it's sweet it's got calories but it's also got caffeine and so it'll just kind of like keep you humming along at like a basic level Mm -hmm. as opposed to coffee which sort of like is just a lot of caffeine and not that much calories this is kind of yeah and so i was like all right cool enough so i've been making it a lot lately and the recipes differ but essentially you throw a bunch of spices in boil them for a while um and then throw in some black tea uh and let it steep for a bit and then add milk and sugar. Um, and cool. whether or not that was before, I would guess that it, it didn't I- occur until uh, the Indian people uh, were uh, simultaneously gifted tea and subjugated relentlessly. <laughs> That's um, interesting, because I always imagined it as like an ancient drink. But I mean, the other thing is that the Italians never had tomatoes until the new world was discovered and ex- exactly. appropriately exploited. So, like, there was no tomatoes in Italian food. There can be no progress in the old world until the new world is exploited. I think that's the (laughs) lesson we've learned. All right. Well, good podcast, buddy. Our project this week is to exploit the new world. All right. I can't wait to get out there and do that. All right. You better watch out, natives. (laughs) Oh, that's awful. Yeah. All right. Okay, buddy. See you next week. That's Catherine Coconut over there. Oh, and Tim Dobbs over here. Bye. Bye. <laughs>